Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Happy Horns and Hump Day, Pagans Tonight Radio listeners. You are tuned into you are tuned into Great Right Radio. We're so glad that you are with us on this beautiful February evening. I'm Dr. Susan, and I am Michael Graywolf. <clears throat> and you are listening to All Acts of Love and Pleasure, where we talk about sex, sexuality, relationships, queer issues, and more, all from a pagan perspective. We're so glad you joined us tonight. Make us part of your evening. And we hope you'll be part of the show. You can do that in the U.S. by calling area code 347-308-8222. You can hang out in the chat room, which is booting up right here at pagansnight.com. You can drop us an email at actsofloveandpleasure at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at loveandpleasure, and that's love, L-U-V, and pleasure. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allacts. Kind of a fun show for you tonight, talking about all the different February magic that's happening, a little Valentine's magic. And uh, we have a wonderful surprise for you towards the end of the show. you got to stay tuned. We will be debuting a new song by S.J. Tucker who is a favorite of ours both here on the channel and out in regular life. So stay tuned for that in our last segment. Uh, It seems like it's been, well, I guess it's been a couple of weeks since we've been here. It feels like longer. January felt really long and February's going really fast. So how have you been since the last time we were here together, Michael Graywolf? Oh, goodness. I've been pretty good. Uh, and you know what, you're right. It has been a while because our last show—I mean, our show last week was a rerun. So yes, it was—it's been three weeks. Yeah, three weeks since we've been back. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, it's been a minute. Oh, yeah. Well, let me see. Uh, what has been going on? I feel like not much has been going on, honestly. Uh, I can't even remember, you know, well, I've had some big things happening in my uh, Pagan Spirit Gathering community, and gosh, I think that might be all that's been going on. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember if, you, if, we, if we've broadcast it since you got back from Illinois, since you took your trip up there. I feel like we did I feel like we did because yeah yes. we have we we did because we had um what what was his name the oh we had Colin the on that's astrologer. right yeah he was fun yeah and January felt like so cute it was, <laughs> I, that was so good I I we had so much fun I'm working we're, we're we are working on getting Colin Bedell uh, on as a semi regular guest because that was way too much fun um, also while we're talking about former guests uh. Eva uh, Duplan, who was here with the Butterfly Effect Tarot, that Kickstarter did make. So yeah. that deck is going to happen. Yeah. We will have her back on. Uh, and I, we'll I'm so happy post- that happened. I am too. It's 
it was so cool to have her on and to see that deck and to see people support it. So we will have her uh, work on getting her back on when that deck is ready to meet the world. Um, I've been following her on Instagram at Eva Duplan Art, and she's been posting pictures of the deck as it's coming together. It's been really cool. So um, I love that we get to talk to so many amazing people, and we have more amazing guests coming up in the lead up to Paganicon. Um, I know that yeah. a lot of folks are also on their way to Pantheacon here soon, so it's it's a busy, oh, yeah. busy, busy time. Uh, I, I forgot for... all about Pantheacon. <laughs> yes, I, I did too until I saw um, Shauna or a knight, who's also one of our favorite guests, uh, post about the fact she was getting ready to go. So, and then I looked at the calendar and realized that it's not that long until St. Paul when I'll be there. You know, not so long until Pagodicon when I'll go to St. Paul. So it's. January dragged and dragged and dragged, but February is is making up for that by really zipping by. You know, lots oh, God. happening. It's it's quite quite a bit. We're getting into festival season and and so much more. Um, and we're gonna hopefully have just some wonderful guests this spring, with just with everything that is happening in the community between books being published and tarot decks coming out and and conventions and conferences. There's really a lot happening, and it's it's kind of fun to be all in the middle of it. Uh, so mm-hmm. you said that there's been some sort of news and changes in your PSG community. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, I, I you know I I will talk about it. It's it's hard to formulate words sometimes around what's been going on. Right? Um, uh-huh. Well, in the in the PSG community, we've this within the past gosh, has it only been a week or two? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it has. Um, you know, PSG is you know as many of our listeners know is the Midsummer Gathering, one of the largest and oldest gatherings here in the United States. Um, being that's put on by Sucker Sanctuary and Selena Fox, um, and you know, people go. <laughs> you know, it's one one week out of the year, and people who go form a really strong bond. They become a community, mm-hmm. and you know, you see the same people every year, and you know, you get that one week to, you know, just get to hang out, get to uh, experience each other and mm-hmm. you know we have members of the community who have been going for years and it's just it's not PSG without them in some of our minds mm-hmm. yeah and you know I think everyone that well, a lot of people know who Arthur Hines is a uh, musician bard storyteller and if you know Arthur Hines then you definitely know his amazing and wife who, even though she was, I think she was like less, like five foot two or something like that. She had such a huge presence. She was an amazing woman. Uh, she unfortunately passed away last week. Mm. Um, and, you know, she was, she was a professor. She was a teacher. She was a writer. Um, but uh, she had a congenital heart 
defect. And she's been battling it for a few years. Uh, someone in our community actually posted um, I can't, a Wild Hunt article where I think it was like two years ago where Catherine was talking about how and she was going to have this uh, operation and she had this heart defect. And she always kind of knew that you know, at any point she could go um, whenever she would go in for surgery and whatnot. And whenever mm-hmm. she did go in for surgeries, you know, the community would always, you know, send her energy, you know, be around her. Um, and unfortunately, this year, um, you know, last week, she went in to have, you know, a, a valve or I can't remember exactly what it was, something replaced, and she got a blood clot after the initial surgery. Wow. So they had to go back and you know, remove the clot and, you know, they're going to replace the valve. Um, but unfortunately during that second surgery, she passed and mm. it was, we knew it could happen, but, it, you know, it was still like a stab in the heart. Um, of course. And I, I know for myself, um, when I first started going to PSC, I, you know, baby pagan, I'm not going to talk to these big names and whatnot. <laughs> uh, but over the years, um, especially when I was actually with my ex, um, when I moved up to Illinois, uh, Catherine, for some reason, added me on Facebook and, you know, she was following along with uh, the adventures I would have with my ex. And, Two was it two years ago? Yes, two years ago. Uh, she said she really enjoyed um, watching our adventures. You know, she said Aww. brought joy to the and I'm you know, just thinking about that. I'm getting a little misty eyed. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I am too. So, and she was there. Um, you know, she. You know. Um, me and my ex had split before this last PSG and she was there to, you know, offer advice and console also. So, yeah. (laughs) uh, I'm trying to remember if I ever got to meet her, but I feel like I know her from listening to you talk about her and just seeing all, because it's been years since I've been to PSG. I'm in a lot of the groups seeing people share memories of her, I feel like, I feel like I know her. I will always remember, uh, she she was always involved with the ritual at PSG. So I believe she and Arthur wrote a couple of the main rituals once. Mm -hmm. And like I said, she's a tiny person. Well, she was, she was a tiny person, but she had such a commanding presence. Like she could, the way she could project her voice when she was doing ritual was amazing. And, uh, but, um, yeah, she, you know, she did pass and according to her wishes, she was, she was going to be cremated and her memorial is going to be March 18th, um, in Lumpkin County. Um, and they posted that, you know, if you're wanting to send like flowers or anything like that, you know, she had wanted, um, she preferred if you did donations 
in her name to Planned Parenthood or the ACLU. Um, Excellent. And if I remember correctly, I believe there, you know, she is going to be cremated. So um, part of her, because she was wanting like a Viking burial, <laughs> if I remember that. Um, <laughs> hard uh, to get the permit for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's hard to get the permit. So during the cremation, um, and her parts of her ashes are going to go to different places. I do believe some of them are going to go to um, Circle Sanctuary. Excellent, excellent. And um, about what was it? It was a pie party. Like apparently she loved pie, so I know a bunch <laughs> of our community, a bunch of people in our communities are going to organize a pie party, and she loves savory and sweet pies. Excellent. That that sounds like a pretty good memorial. Um, but besides uh, Catherine passing, we also had another member of the community. Uh, and, you know, at PSG, everyone is family. So, right. and uh, his, his name was, um, I knew him as Bill, but, you know, um, I, I forget that William is, uh, Bill is short for William. I don't know how that happened. But, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, another member of the community, uh, uh, Bill passed, and he unfortunately passed. Um, he'd been sick for a while uh, with cancer, <sighs> and they knew it. They had been, you know, preparing for it, and you know, he'd been in hospice. And it was that same week Catherine had gone in for you know, her surgery. Uh, hospice gave him like forty-eight hours. Wow! But he held on until. That Friday, so mm-hmm. he lasted longer than 48 hours. Um, but he passed in his sleep. Uh, his family had were well, our members of the Rainbow Center at PSG, um, and they've been going to PSG for as long as I think I've been going, maybe longer. Um, his kids were raised at PSG. And uh, his wife is, um, you know, an active volunteer in our community. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a lot of yeah. grief in a short time for your community. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's it, it, is this is this interesting no, time but, because you know this thing about early February mm-hmm. with with Imbolc is being this weird time in between where it's like. We're looking forward to all the new life of spring, but there's also we're still in winter, and it's, it's sort of weird in between time. And I, I know there've been a number of people in uh, my life. I haven't had anybody close to me pass, but I've had people close to me have people close to them pass in the last, you know, really like week and a half. Um, like, and I've never. It seems like more <laughs> than I would expect in that short period of time, and it's just there's just something about this this time of the winter, I guess, right after the eclipse and everything that feels really intense and, and potent. So mm-hmm. lots of people in this season where we think mostly about um, spring and we think about love with Valentine's day. The other side of that is sometimes it's grief and loss and how to navigate that as a human challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in, 
in honor of Catherine, I would like to um, play. I mean, I, I, we could we have so much by Arthur here, but we were you and I were talking in the in the green room about what would be a wonderful memorial for her. So let's let's uh, hear a little Arthur Hines and uh, let's go with until I think of you.
that was Emerald Rose with Pagan Girl. We're going out to all of those looking to find a pagan girl or a pagan boy or a pagan non-binary sweetheart for Valentine's Day. And before that, we had Arthur Hines with Think of You in memory of his wife, the late Catherine Ann Fernquist Hines, who passed uh, just this last week. We're sending all mm-hmm. our love to Arthur and to his community. Um, and uh, the music lives on. So, you know, go and listen to, listen to Arthur and send him some good thoughts. Uh, so we are moving into Valentine's Day season. Um, it'll be next week. Hard to believe that we're, we're approaching Valentine's Day. And of course, then my quite possibly my favorite holiday of the year, which is February 15th, which is half off chocolate day. That's, that's my <laughs> sacred feast. Uh, so there's, of course you can go online and find all kinds of information and information in quotes about the origins of Valentine's day. But if you look at just the entire first two weeks of February, it's crammed with goddess feast days and all kinds of, holidays and, and festivals around uh, fertility and marriage and all kinds of good stuff uh, that have sort of given rise to our modern holiday, uh, our, our modern Friends of Chocolate and Roses Day, which is why February 15th is, is my favorite. Um, there are two great festivals, though, that have direct links to paganism. And if I have any Roman Reconstructionists out there, I'd love to hear from them. Uh, February 14th is the Feast of Juno Fructifer, which is, uh, she is the patroness of marriage and uh, one of the most common rituals in Rome for Juno Fructifer or Juno Fevirata involved all the single women putting their names in a big box and then men would draw the names and each couple would remain together for the duration of the festival, which would have been several days, uh, which that well, that could go a few different ways, but I, I think, I think I've seen this at at Beltane festivals or some version of it. It seems like, uh, but that was very lovely and and uh, well fruitful. And then on the fe- February fifteenth, we have the feast of Lupercalia, which honors Faunus, the god of fertility. Uh, this ritual sounds either more or less fun than the ritual for Juno Februata. Um, and this one, men would go to the foot of the grotto of the Lupercal, who's the wolf god. They would sacrifice a goat and don its bloody skin and then chase women and whip them with small whips to ensure fertility. So I am, of course, not one to yuck anybody's yum, but I don't know how I'd feel about somebody dressed in a bloody goat skin coming at me with a whip. How about maybe maybe that's more your scene, Michael Graywolf? Oh. Uh. I, you know, I, I like a good whip, but I, 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 I can't, I can't do the whole um, bloody goat skin. Would you, would yeah, you the, wear the, the bloody goat skin? Oh no, girl! Oh no, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Maybe if it was already like clean. But yeah, no. I, I could wear like just a goatskin, not bloody. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I, okay. Yes. Well, goat smells goat. Yeah, it makes goat yoga look really tame. Uh, 
Well, between the two, um, I think I would rather go to the party where people put their names in a box and have their name chosen, and then they have a, a partner for a lovely tryst. Although, I, I, is that kind of like the ancient Roman version of a like a swingers party where everybody puts their key in a bowl? I, I feel like this tradition is still with us. Uh, I think I would rather go to that party than <laughs> the one with the dead goat. But yeah. Where wherever you you want to go, um, both these holidays involved a lot of divination, um, especially divination for love. Um, but I mean, okay, the until the Renaissance, um, we really don't see the association with love and light, and uh, you know, giving gifts to express your admiration, that's something that really comes about in like the 16th century. And and a lot of the things that we associate now that people talk about as sort of traditional and associate with, you know, St. Valentine, whose, whose feast day this is, are really 19th century in, uh, inventions or even later. It's, it's definitely become a, a very hallmark holiday. So, you know, if you don't want to buy into the consumerism, you could go get a goat skin and you know, chase your love. <laughs> Uh, around the backyard and whipped them with a small whip to ensure fertility or, or not, depending on how you feel about that. Um, but I think I would be much happier with a, um, a box of chocolates and some roses than with a sacrificed goat, but you know, to, 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 to each their own. Um, February, thir- February 13th is international self love day as well. Oh my. So, um, we're just going to let that one sit for a minute. <laughs> if you don't have, have a partner or partners for Valentine's Day or you are far away from the ones that you love, uh, well, if you are – for some people, every day is International Self-Love Day, and no, no shame to that. Nobody loves you like you love you. Mm-hmm. But February 13th is actually a great day to celebrate love for yourself, however that's going to look. Uh, and to take some time out to give honor. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine today who said, you know, we're all always in polyamorous relationships. We're always in relationships with our partners and with ourselves, And we have to make sure that our relationship with ourselves is our primary relationship. So mm. that gave me something to think about um, beyond just masturbation jokes. But... <laughs> <laughs> But but seriously, it is something that can be really it can be really easy if you're someone who's not in a couple or if you're in a long distance relationship. This time of year can be especially especially difficult, um, especially in a in a culture that really values romantic relationships above friendships and and everything else. And I know that you're in a long distance relationship right now. So what are what are you doing for Valentine's Day for your partner, or what are you doing instead? How does that work how do you keep that kind of love and romance alive across the miles mm. well gosh I'm trying, I'm trying to think I kind of have a little bit of a plan for this year um, I'm in a fairly new relationship uh, this year and I'm trying to think what I've done in the past because this isn't my first long distance relationship <clears throat> right um, when I was with my ex, we were long distance for a year, and uh-huh. I want to say, if I remember correctly, that 
the one year that we were long distance, um, we did a Skype date um, on Valentine's Day. And before that, like, I had sent him a package with some candies and the stuffed teddy bear. Uh, And I was trying to, I'm trying to think if I made sure he got it by Valentine's Day or if it got there a little bit after Valentine's Day. I don't remember. But um, for my, I think he, I don't think he's going, I don't think he's listening and I don't think, (laughs) I don't, he, he doesn't really do a podcast. So I'm like, okay, he won't gotcha. hear this. Um, my current partner, um, my current boyfriend, uh, is I. He likes quirky. Oh. I got. I didn't get him a quirky. I don't have that type of money. Uh, <laughs> but you know those uh, like big fluffy pillows. It's like a ball mm-hmm. and it's a quirky. I ordered him one of those, Aww. but he's not going to get it until after Valentine's Day because I want to do some uh, mo- a little bit of mojo on it and send it to him. Uh, but I am sending gotcha. him a card, and we'll see what happens. Uh, we are actually a polyamorous relationship, so you know, while you know, yes, we are long distance. He does have his partner, and they have a boyfriend back in um, Illinois gotcha. that, you know, he's, he's got to do something with them also. So I haven't really figured out what I'm oh, saying for the moment. Did speak. I lose you? No. You're still there? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Sounds it, like we lost know, Michael. So let's uh, let me go and get the salt and the, and the sage and play y'all some music while we figure out what happened. Bridget Pierce, weaver, healer, poet, queen Melt the snow and bring the spring Saint Bridget, gold bender, keeper of the flame Blessed in bulk, we sing your name We sing your name We sing your name we sing your name, we sing your name, we sing your name, we sing your name, Goddess Bridget, keeper of the flame. 
All right, we're back. I passed an egg over the sound bo- sound uh, board, so we should have taken care of any gremlins that were in there. And we've got Michael Graywolf back, who is talking about uh, how to kind of keep that Valentine's Day spark alive when you're in a long-distance relationship. So you were kind of talking about polydynamics in your relationship. Yes. And I'm, I'm, gosh, the... The perfectionist in me is like, what was I talking about when the system went haywire? Uh, oh, it's live theater, that, baby. You just pick up and go. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, we are poly, and, you know, I actually had a little bit of a epiphany was it last night where I was like, you know, I we are long distance, and we're an Opie, Opie. <laughs> open poly uh, relationship um, so I haven't really been doing a lot of dating or looking for partners here in Texas because mm-hmm. I'm not really sure I want I'm emotionally ready for another partner I know that that's a possibility uh, especially right. uh, you know when in the dynamic with my little polycule <clears throat> You know, uh, my uh, Aiden, uh, did I, have I said his name before? <laughs> well, uh, my boyfriend, yeah, uh, yes. yeah, well, my, my boyfriend's fiance, uh, you know, me and him have been getting closer, more friends, but, you know, there's always the prospect that me and his fiance could actually, you know, have some sort of relationship. And he and I were actually talking about a couple of, uh, like, Take magical techniques, if you will, because <laughs> he's also pagan. Um, gotcha. You know, we were talking about there is an exercise where you <clears throat> sit and you are looking into your partner's eyes, and you, it's like a you do it for like four minutes or something like that. At, oh, that was beautiful. And it for me, I think that would be really hard because I just I can't. I have issues looking people straight in the eye, and I don't know if that says something about my myself. <laughs> uh, it probably does, but I, you know, looking someone straight in the eyes for four minutes is a exercise you can do with your partner, and it's supposed to increase intimacy. At least that's what I've read in mm. articles. I've not actually done it myself. So, and he, um, uh, his, his name's Daniel. Um, was saying, I wonder how effective that would be over Skype or Facebook. I was like, I don't know. So that yeah, be, I don't know. That could be something to try, you know, since we, since me and Aiden and even Daniel are long distance. Um, you know, seeing, you know, if that would have the same effect if you're doing it, you know, with someone in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where people often wonder, like, online ritual or whatever, you know, how do you, mm-hmm. uh, how effective is that? And it's, it'd be, it'll be interesting to um, experiment with that. Because, mm. you know, anything can you know, happen, wanna... you know, when you do stuff online, you can lose connection, um, you know, there's lag. <laughs> Yes, that's true. Well, yeah, oh yeah, because we don't know anything about tech problems here in the studio, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
but you know, talking with him about that also made me think of, you know, it of a um, energy technique that I've done with my brothers in the online path, and it's actually really yes. um, good technique to do when you have a partner. I mean, you can do it with anyone, but when it's partners who do it, um, it's a very strong magical um, experience. Uh, it's basically, and this is not breaking it any type of, you know, secrecy or oath or anything like that. It's, you know, just an energy exercise that you can do with people um, where you're basically sitting across from your partner and you, you know, uh, when you're sitting cross-legged and you kind of interlock your legs so that you're, <clears throat> I'm trying to think, it's either you're interlocked with your legs or you wrap your legs around your partner. Uh, both Ooh. people, and you can do it naked or you can do it closed. Uh, you put one hand on the back uh, towards the base of the spine and the other hand uh, up towards, um, I can't think of up the upper part of the back close to the top of the spine. You put your heads together where, where your foreheads meet. You... Energetic, energetically are creating a energy current between your bodies. One hand sends energy, the other hand receives energy from the person, and you're aligning, if I'm, I hope I'm saying this right, you're aligning the energies within each other into a flow, and you're synchronizing each other's breath uh, together. And that sounds super magical. <laughs> It, it is. Uh, when the the time I remember doing it with my brothers, you know, it was two of them that were actual partners. And that was a, woo, energy. Oh, I bet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. I can hear myself. A <laughs> 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 well, ritual that I like to do with a partner um that now I kind of want to uh, integrate one of these energy techniques. And I like to, I'm a big fan of the cooperative bath or shower. Um, Mm. I love to make a a batch of my favorite bath salts, uh, which is just one part of Epsom salt, half part sea salt, and, you know, whatever your essential oils are that you like. I've actually posted a great article about different oils for love, but I really like patchouli and rose and vanilla. Um, and to use that either in the tub or as a, as a body scrub uh, in a shared shower with a partner or, you know, if you have a big enough shower or bathtub partners, whatever you want to do, um, and have that time. And I've, I've actually done that ritual by myself uh, when I didn't have a partner and I needed to, to sort of give myself some good self-care. Um, mm. But to have that sort of magical ritual bath together and spend this time like connecting energetically and physically is, is one of my favorite things to do. I'm going to, I'm sorry that Valentine's day is in the middle of the week this year. Cause it's harder to do that on a night when you got to get up the, uh, the next morning, but I'm going to mm-hmm. try that with, uh, I, I, I love that, that technique of sort of in, aligning energy. Um, Cause you know, we sometimes forget about that piece and I know I love magic and, sex magic and stuff is controversial within our community. Um, but doing something 
with a partner that you have that connection with, like, why wouldn't you use all the tools at your disposal to, to really connect with them? You know, we don't do much for Valentine's day in, in our house. Um, cause, cause there's so much stuff around it and we don't like to try and go out for dinner cause there's so many people and all that. Um, but yeah. it is sort of nice to have a day where we are really encouraged to connect with, with our loved ones. Um, and we've got so many festivals at this time of year around goddesses of love and sexuality and uh, fertility and marriage. There's there's lovely energy supporting all of that. And in the middle of all this, we also have Chinese New Year. So there's all kinds of like fabulous oh, stuff yeah. energetically going on to to take advantage of as we're getting ready. You know, spring is such an active time. I really like. February to be a time where you can take a little bit more space to reflect and give self-care. And I think that's a, you know, Valentine's, whether you're doing it with a partner or partners or all by yourself or celebrating with friends or with family, you know, we, we focus on romantic love, but we can focus on all kinds of love at this time of year. And it's something to really kind of like feed our souls before we get ready to go do the work of spring it is uh, that last sort of um, snuggly time of winter before it's time to go out and and do our work. Um, and I've posted a bunch of uh, recipes and spells and all kinds of good stuff on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allactslove. Um, it's hard to believe we're, or, you know, it's only the 7th of February, but by the next time we're with you on the, 21st we are going to be heading into spring um, and I hope that people will definitely tune in on the 21st we are going to have a couple of guests who will be at Paganicon in St. Paul which will be that'll be the weekend of it's the 16th 17th and 18th of March I should know the dates because I'm supposed to be there uh, we're hoping <laughs> to get Shauna Knight on and we are going to have the wonderful SJ Tucker on with us next time um, and oh I guess I'm supposed to talk about what I'm doing too, <laughs> which yeah, means I should yeah, probably yeah. get to get busy putting my workshop together for Paganicon. <laughs> um, tune in on the 21st and on the 28th, there'll also be some Paganicon, uh, headliner guests, uh, coming on with Jason. I'm not sure just who yet, but they're working that out. Um, uh, and I'll be back and give a, a wrap up. But in advance of coming on for uh, our next show, the wonderful S.J. Tucker, who is going to be playing a concert at Paganicon, I believe, Friday night, uh, has sent us her new song. So I promised, I teased it. Let's go ahead and give a listen to uh, Inbook's song. We're a couple days after Inbook, but we're still in the spirit. Just around the corner, nobody knows. 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 Which has trust your intuition, you never 
condition. You never know what will come. If you believe in divination, follow what is fine. Straight away home, pile of milk upon the ground. Hey, but in winter, winding down and walk your path with both eyes open, which is trust your intuition. You never know what will come if you believe in divination. Follow the sign straight away home. That was the new song from S.J. Tucker, Imbolc Song. She is going to be joining us on our next show on February 21st to talk about Paganicon, which will be happening in St. Paul, Minnesota, or St. Paul, Minneapolis, someplace in the Twin Cities uh, in March. I will also be there. I'll be talking about my workshop, which I'm in the midst of building around creating affirming goddess spirituality spaces and countering uh, trans-exclusive rhetoric in the goddess community. We're going to book a couple of other uh, Paganacon presenters as well. Hopefully, Shauna Knight will be coming on. So uh, she will, and, and Suge will be playing at Paganacon. She gave us that song a little early to uh, kind of celebrate Imbolc and, and wet your palate. So we have uh, Maggie the Green and Jewel coming up with Petals and Potions next. They're going to be doing uh, an episode called Yummy Yellow, Turmeric, Dandelions, Pineapples, and more. So stay tuned for that. Uh, what is going on on your other show, Walking the Unnamed Path, Michael? Oh, goodness. So our last show, which is in the archive, <clears throat> we had Orion Foxwood on, 
And unfortunately, I was not able to do that show because my computer had issues. Oh, my gosh. Such horrible issues. Luckily, I have a new computer now. <clears throat> but um, amazing show. Uh, and we have lined up for this coming Saturday. <clears throat> we have oh, my mind. My mind all of a sudden went back. We have this. <clears throat> we have Sister Unity of the Sisters, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Uh, I believe she's from California. <clears throat> yes. But she's going to be coming on and talking to us about um, sacred storytelling, which should be Wonderful. a lot of fun. And, and, and remind us again when that airs. That's going to be this coming Saturday at uh, 2 p.m. Um, Central Time. And then Excellent. And we have... Uh, what was it? Oh, yes, we have for our, our following show this month, uh, which is, oh gosh, what is the date? It is calendar. It is going to be <clears throat> February 24th. We're going to have a couple of our couple of our other unnamed past brothers on to talk to us about. <clears throat> an event they went to back in January called um, Roots and Bones, which was in Australia. Yes. They're going to uh, give us a bit of a recap and, you know, tell us about their experience. And I'm not entirely sure who all we're going to have because two of our brothers were presenters, but then we also had a new initiate, uh, the first international brother, who is who was the coordinator for Roots and Bones? One of the coordinators for Roots and Bones, sorry. Um, and he has his own group in Australia called uh, Queer Pagan Men. Uh, uh, Queer Pagan Men Australia, I think is what it is. My mind mush at the moment. But yeah, so we'll have them on. They'll be talking to us about Roots and Bones, their experience there. And you know, still getting you know more guests lined up for walking the unnamed path. Lee's going to come on the show uh, later in in the year uh, because he's going to be so busy with uh, that with the new book release. Uh, but yeah, yes. he's going to be on at some point to talk to us about sacred kink and sacred sexuality. So that's going to be a fun show. And when that gets scheduled, it's scheduled. But when all that gets closer, you know, I'll definitely mention it here on the show. Excellent. Yes, because he's always one of our favorites. We're actually um, in the midst of trying to get him and, and hopefully Ty on as well to talk about the release of uh, Queer Magic, Power Beyond Boundaries, to which both Michael Grails and I were contributors. That's That book is coming out. It's so exciting knowing that it's um, gone gone to press and it's, I think you can actually maybe order the ebook copy now. So we're working on Getting some great guests here at All Acts of Love and Pleasure, too. If you have somebody that you would like to hear or if you would like to come on and talk to us about anything in the umbrella of what we talk about, we'd love to have you. Um, I have a couple of events coming up that I want to tell you about before we hand over the reins to Maggie the Green. Uh, I have my upcoming Full Moon Circle, which is open to all women, cisgender, transgender, or otherwise, and non-binary folks who find their home in kind of women and femme-centered spaces. That one is March 3rd at Horizon Unitarian Universalist Church in Carrollton, Texas. I'd love to see you there. And I also have another retreat coming up this spring. 
It will be the weekend of April 13th, 14th, and 15th. Uh, it'll be in Red Oak, Texas, and it is entitled Awakening the Healer Within. We'll have somebody coming up from the, from, uh, the New Orleans area to do healing with crystal singing bowls and do Reiki alignments. We have somebody coming out to do yoga going to have some crystal healing we're going to have some essential oil healing and whatever else we get up to for those two days out in the woods of north texas and those are both promoted on our facebook page at facebook.com slash all acts love we would love if you have events and workshops going on we'd love to promote them you can email us at acts of love and pleasure at gmail.com Tune in next week for Jason with Raise the Horns Radio. We'll be back on February 21st with S.J. Tucker and some other Pagonicon headliners. And then we'll see what other mischief we get up to for the spring. And let's bring in Maggie the Green. Are you there? Are you ready to take over? I'm here. I'm ready. All right. Would you like to play it with music or yeah, yeah, you go can ahead. go ahead and um, play a song. That's fine, and because um, I I need to call in on the the host line. And um, all right, your show was really great tonight. I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to say that. Oh, thank you, you. so much. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot yeah. of fun. So yes, yeah, stay stay tuned for uh, yummy yellow turmeric dandelions, pineapples, and more. And in that spirit, we'll play. We'll play us out and Maggie the Green in with little Ginger Doss. Gaia lives from the Green album. It is your gift to walk the earth. Every step you must remember.
Okay, and that was Ginger Doss with Gaia Lives. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Petals and Potions. This is uh, Maggie the Green, and um, it is February the 7th, 2018. This is episode 2. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I am a mother of four. I'm a green witch, a kitchen witch, a political activist, and trying to spread some knowledge and make the path to paganism a little bit easier. I'd like to introduce my co-host. Go ahead. Hi, I am Daphne. Maggie the Green Potter. I am Daphne Jewell. I'm 22. I'm more of a spirit witch or a veil witch uh, with a bit of kitchen witchery and, or you know, stuff like that thrown in. Um, I have a boyfriend I've been with for about six years, and, you know, I just try to do what I can. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. This is really exciting. It's episode two. And, um... So do you want to uh, tell a little bit about um, what our show is going to be about tonight or where people can find us at? Actually, I forgot. I always forget how they can connect with me. Um, you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at Maggie the Green. I always forget that. Yeah, you do. And um, you can follow me on Instagram as well. I'm Dreads for Life. That's D-R-E-A-D-Z dot or a period. And then the number four, and then dot, and then life, L-I-F-E. That's Dreads for Life. Awesome. <clears throat> so uh, tonight our episode is Yummy Yellow. So we're going to be talking about um, everything yellow, basically. Anything and everything, uh, all different aspects of the color yellow. Um, I think a lot of times in paganism we... Uh, categorize things in colors, right? Yeah, it, it definitely can seem that way. Right, you know, Yellow's I mean, not really you're doing... Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Yellow's not really my uh, my strong suit. It's not really a color that I've uh, had to... I, it's not really a color I've connected with a lot. Um right. But we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about all kinds of things. We're gonna be talking about everything from, you know, herbs and things, turmeric, pineapple, dandelions, and um, I'm gonna be talking about you know some different crystals and you know gems that you can use, uh, yellow gems, and also you know chakras, the third chakra, your solar plexus chakra, and stuff like that. Right, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw out the medical disclaimer, like, right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are, uh, obviously, we're not allowed to um, give you medical advice, and so uh, th- one of the things I'm not going to be doing is giving anyone any um, actual uh, recipes or dosages or anything like that, and this is all, you know, you're supposed to go to your doctor and ask them before you take any kind of herbal medications or you use anything, you know, report it to your doctor. I think that's a pretty good medical disclaimer, right? They can't. Yeah, but we can talk about what we use, right? (laughs) 
Right. You can. I mean, definitely we can talk a little bit about what we use, but um, de- I'm still not going to uh, give dosages just because. No, no. You know. <laughs> no. I don't want anyone, I mean, you know, do do more research. This is just kind of like an overview, kind of giving a little tidbit of this and that and the other just to, um, you know, kind of open up people's minds and maybe, you know, let them know about some things that they may not have known about. Yeah. Um, also, do you want to, do you have the number for them for them to call in? Do you want to give that Oh, out? yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if some if any of the listeners would like to um, be a guest and call in and ask questions or, you know, just share your pagan journey with us or share a little bit of your story or maybe offer some some uh, advice or, or offer uh, your own knowledge or share really anything. Um, the number to call in is, uh, obviously this is an, a United States number, so if you're outside of the United States, you would, of course, preface that with the, I think it's a zero, right? Is that right? I think it's a zero. I'm, I'm not sure, But if you're honestly. in the United States, um, right, so if you're in the United States, uh, it would be 347 308 8222. Again, that number is 347-308-8222. So, um, I, I feel like we should uh, do a song here. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to play um, Amikayla and Ariana, their song Ancient Mother. Um, I feel like Kind of our theme is really very earthbound, and so I felt like this song really uh, represents kind of what we're we're going to be getting into tonight. So um, again, that's Amikela and Ariana, Ancient Mother, from the album Oshun Gaia, and. going super slow. There we go. (laughs) Ancient Mother. Ancient Ancient Mother 
I really just enjoyed that song. What, what did you think about it? I did as well. It felt um, felt very calming to me. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's calming to you, but it's like inspiring almost. It makes me want to like go outside and you know talk to the moon a little bit, maybe. <laughs> maybe you so should. So kind of getting yeah, kind of getting into um, our topic tonight and yellow. I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, yellow in dreams. So have you ever had a dream where you were, like, dressed in yellow or you saw a lot of yellow? Um, not really. Uh, like I said, yellow, the color yellow isn't really, um, it's never really been a strong associ- association with me. I've never had a really strong bond with yellow. So I don't really see it a lot. You know, I've started to reconnect with it uh, more often now, um, but yeah, I don't I don't see a lot of yellow in my in my dreams personally. Yeah, and um, the big uh, dictionary of dreams by Martha Clark says that when you see yellow in your dreams, um, it's the color of intuition, intelligence thought and mental clarity so that i find that really interesting and it said it also the color yellow also helps to fight anxiety while awakening your creative talents really what do you think yeah isn't that interesting well i never really um, associated this you never associated what I'm just saying I never really associated the color yellow with, like, you know, thought forms, I guess, and and thoughts, intelligence, you know. Well, what what do you associate the color yellow with? Uh, I feel like the color yellow, it always reminds me of, uh, like, just boldness. You know, it's very, like, attention-getting, you know? Like, whenever I wear, like, anything, whenever I wear anything yellow, I feel, like, very, uh, you know, stand out. <laughs> like, it's very noticeable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, Yeah. I um, I know traditionally the color yellow has always been associated with, um, like what you said, and um, clear, clear-mindedness, you know, um, strength and um you know kind of um self self um what's the word self esteem um and when i think about the color yellow you know i think about i think about the sun i think about it's very bright it's very bold you know it's a strong it's a very strong color you know right it's almost intimidating it is it's a, yeah it's almost an intimidating color for sure so um so the Big Book of Dreams also says that if you're wearing yellow in your dreams, it promises future happiness caused by an unforeseen event. What do you think about that? 
you're wearing yellow in your dreams, it causes or it it, it means that you're going to get what? Yeah. Okay, so if you're wearing yellow in your dreams, like you're clothed in yellow, it's a mm-hmm. it's like a like a promise of future happiness caused by an unforeseen event. Like That's serendipity really almost. I wonder Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if if you're if you are clothed in yellow in your dreams, um how would you know? Do you do you look at yourself and you see that you're wearing yellow because that seems very um like almost self-reflective. Um Right. I'm sure you would see it like in yeah, like in the mirror maybe. You're like looking in a mirror in your dream or you know, or if you look down or at yourself, you know. Right, right, exactly. So um, that's really interesting. I, I'm really, like, getting prepared for the show tonight. I I was really delving into all different aspects of yellow. And, and um, you know, generally I associate yellow right off the bat with um, turmeric because mm-hmm. uh, that's literally one of my favorite herbs like I you know me I tell everybody to think everyone should be taking turmeric <laughs> so um I agree talk about I a little bit about well. yeah I was gonna say do you want to talk a little bit about your your personal experience with turmeric and like what it's what it's done for you and then I can kind of talk about like you know the the history of it okay um, yeah. Well, turmeric for me, uh, I started taking turmeric um, probably six, seven, eight months ago. Um, I take turmeric, I get it from the store, you know, um, in the capsule form. Um, and I take it personally because I have autoimmune diseases and therefore I have a lot of inflammation in my joints and in my body. And turmeric is a great anti-inflammatory. Um, it's it's right. amazing. And I have taken, you know, I've tried, you know, traditional methods, you know, traditional Western um, medicines, you know. I've tried um, a slew of different medications from my doctors. I've tried, you know, basic ibuprofen and Tylenol. And I nothing has compared to... Turmeric, just taking turmeric, it's 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 done wonders for me and for my body and for my my peace of mind and for my my pain levels. You know, it it's just it's amazing. Right, I I could tell like when you started taking the turmeric, it was like amazing how it just changed your your um your pain levels. You know, because you know obviously I'm always aware of your pain level. Um, and I just, it was remarkable how different it made you feel. Like I could tell like just from the outside. So I can imagine how amazing it made you feel on the inside. You know what I mean? If it's noticeable from the outside, it's definitely must be making you feel better on the inside. Yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) so I'll just talk about, if, if you don't know what turmeric is, it is uh well it's a plant obviously and what you get when you get it, the cap the capsules is you get a powdered root so it's a rhizome 
<clears throat> which means that it roots from itself, and it'll put put out like you know almost like runner under the ground to like make more. Um, it's in the ginger family, so it's si- similar to like how you would get like a root of ginger. You could get like a root of turmeric, and you could use it mm-hmm. fresh like that, or you can get like the powdered capsule or whatever. And it, it's been used um, literally for thousands of years in yes. Ayurvedic medicine. Um, it's used in curry. That's what gives curry its yellow coloring. Um, and if you were to grow it, you would have to, you know, grow it indoors. There are very few places. It's a tropical plant because it's from India. So there are very few places in the United States where you could grow it outdoors, but it'll grow very well indoors in a pot. And um, like you were saying, it is uh, pain-relieving and anti-inflammatory. But some really interesting things about turmeric is that it's a great digestive aid. It can be, and this is, you know, all of this is documented scientific proof. You know, it it helps um, clear your liver. It helps, you know, your liver function. It uh, will reduce your cholesterol levels. Um, And it is germicidal. And it's also antiparasitic. Did you know that it was antiparasitic? I actually did not know. Right. So, um most people that experience ulcers is caused by a parasite called H. pylori. And this is like a recent um, discovery that this this H. pylori is like the biggest cause behind ulcers. And so what happens is like um, the H. pylori causes it, it like gets, it disrupts your stomach lining and that's how you end up with ulcers. And so the, if you take turmeric, the turmeric can actually, <clears throat> it will actually kill the H. pylori and help heal your stomach tumors, I mean your stomach ulcers. So that's a, it's a, and that's a proven, you know, that's a scientific thing that they've discovered that this turmeric will actually um, heal ulcers and kill the H. pylori. So, but I don't want to just stop at talking about the medicinal properties of turmeric. You know, um, it also has magical properties. So, the uh, the Indians and and have used um, turmeric for magic for a really long time as well. So, when you're using turmeric in magic, it is um, to create trust and value in your spells. It can also be used to break spells. This is something I didn't know. Um, If you use, like, if you feel like somebody has a spell against you, you can do, like, a counter break spell and and use the turmeric, and that will actually give you more power behind that spell. I thought that was really interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't didn't know that. Um, Can we also talk about the kind of turmeric that you're getting? Because um, one one turmeric capsule is not equal to the other, as I know very well. (laughs) Right. Okay, so here's the thing. When you have, um, when you're manufacturing nutraceuticals or pharmaceuticals, really, any any kind of um, nutraceutical, pharmaceutical, you're putting it in a capsule or you're making a tablet. What you have to be aware of right. with turmeric 
Right. So what you have to be aware of with turmeric is that it's very sticky and greasy. And it doesn't run very well on a machine. Right? So mm -hmm. if you and the extract, the concentrated extract is actually stickier and greasier and runs even worse. So a lot of times what you'll see when you go into your pharmacy, you know, your local pharmacy or whatever, where you go get your, your vitamins and supplements at, you'll see very expensive turmeric capsules or tablets. But if you look on the back of that bottle, what, you'll, what you're really paying for there is a lot of additives. So what they do is they actually add um, magnesium stearate and stearic acid and um, silicon dioxide and all of these all of these, um, you know, fairly benign additives to the turmeric, but what it does is it actually um, waters it down almost. And and they've done studies that you don't get when you use the extract, you actually don't get the full complement of curcuminoids. So. Really, even though they're saying, okay, it's an extract, so you think it should be better, it's actually worse because you're not getting that full complement of curcuminoids and also you have a bunch of added ingredients in there. And those added ingredients can um, cause diarrhea and just cause really bad side effects. And then, you know, so I, I talk to people about turmeric and they say, oh, I hate taking turmeric because it gives me diarrhea. I'm like, it's not that's not giving you the diarrhea, okay? It's the stearic acid and the magnesium stearate that's giving you the diarrhea. Um, so what you need to look for is actually, I don't think we can talk about where we actually get our turmeric from. I don't know. It's a brand name. It's a store. Yeah, but, but you can um, just um, say, like, generally um, what to look for. You don't want the extract. Yeah, the, you just want the powder. Right, yeah. You just want the powder and root. It's usually you much want the root powder. than the extract. Right, and so um, there's, a, there's a store where you can go and you can get the turmeric, the powdered root, literally for $5 a bottle. Now, anywhere yeah. else you get a bottle of turmeric, it's going to be at least $20, if not more, unless you can catch it on a or great sale. Or 12 cell. Yeah, or 12, or, or and it wasn't worth yeah. it. Yeah, but it's not worth it because, you know, it's so difficult to process that you're really just not getting, you know, the right thing. So definitely be looking for that that powdered root, the root powder, and and look for as few additives as possible, as few additives as possible. You know, or or just buy the root raw if you really, you know, want to. You can um, buy the raw root. It's not very expensive, and you can use it that way. And you can put it in everything you eat. You can put it, um, you can even put turmeric powder in your bathtub and take like a bath. I mean, it's going to, you know, stain your bathtub, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so... But, um, yeah, turmeric. I love turmeric. It really is, like, one of my favorite, my favorite, favorite herbs. It's not really a herb, if but you're, one of my favorite supplements, and if, definitely. And if you're looking for something, an alternative, um, 
if you have a lot of infl- inflammation like I do, and then this this really is a a great um, alternative to some of the things that the doctors may try to give you. Right. And um, yeah, definitely so, um, because. You know, even taking like over the counter medications like Tylenol and, and and ibuprofen, they can have um they can have drug interactions and they can also uh cause um stomach issues, they can be irritating to your stomach lining, they can, you know, um damage your liver and your kidneys. So, um turmeric that you just you can't take enough of it. I mean, you cannot take too much really is what I meant to say. You cannot take too much turmeric. Like you cannot O D on turmeric. You know? <laughs> so, um what do we have? well what do we have next on our list? Uh oh, see, you know, because we were talking about the dreams. I was gonna mm-hmm. bring up the Kalea Zakatichichi, and I'm going to spell that because a lot of people are going to have a hard time. And so let me just throw that medical disclaimer out real quick. You know, I'm not giving medical advice. We're just giving you some some simple Im- information, you know, just throwing it out there if you're interested, you know, look into it. Um, and, and you know what? You will find more doctors willing to... <clears throat> To back the turmeric, then I was really surprised. Like we've talked to so many doctors that when they found out you were taking turmeric, they were like, "Oh, good. Does it work? Is it, you know, are you having good results from it?" Like they've they've been pretty um, satisfied with you taking the the turmeric. Yes, um, yes, I've had some wonderful doctors who um, are just thrilled to find out that I am taking turmeric. They're like, "Oh, I w- we're so glad that you know about that." Yeah. So, Kalea Zakatichichi. All right. It's C A L E A, Kalea Zakatichichi. Z A C A T E C H I C H I. So, we were talking about dreaming, and I wanted to throw in uh, Kalea Zakatichichi because that's um, it's actually an herb that Mesoamericans use for. Uh, lucid dreaming for lucid dreaming and you know um, I I actually have some experience with Kalea Zacatechichi and I've used it and I can tell you that it does induce some pretty interesting dreams but what's weird is when I took it the night before like I drank you know the tea and I drank it the night before mm-hmm. I didn't have a dream I didn't have like a really lucid dream until like I took a nap the next day. I would I it made me really tired like in the middle of the day and I took a nap and I had like just wild dreams. They yeah. were they were very um yeah, they were very symbolic dreams. Like everything in the dreams were definitely um divinatory messages. <clears throat> so it's um you can order Kalea Zakatichichi again. I'm not going to give you any dosages, but um, it's when you when you make the tea out of it. I'm just going to tell you right now, it's bitter and it's awful. It's so awful tasting. <laughs> it is probably one of the worst things I've ever 
drank in my life, and there is nothing that will make it better. Nothing. I've never drank it, so I would not know. Right, you don't. You do not. I mean, you know, if you ever want to, you know, you can, but... But it's just awful. So, I mean, if it's dreaming, if lucid dreaming is something that you're really interested in, you know, this is a really great herb. It it's um it's actually been used in medicinal medicinally in Mexico for like gastrointestinal disorders, you know, mm. um it's for for like dysentery and things like that. So, I mean, it's used as a medicinal plant in Mexico, but it's also used as um, a dream inducer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very interesting. It's a very be- beautiful plant. The flowers are yellow. I really, like, you know, I wanted to, like, throw that out there just because I really enjoy, you know. I, I thought it was a good journey. I mean, it did I I don't feel like I got the full effect ever just because I had such a hard time <laughs> drinking it. I mean, Daph, it it was like ridiculously nasty. Yeah. It was like I, I, Yeah, I it was so bitter. Yeah, it was so bitter I would like almost gag. But you did have some crazy <sighs> dreams though. <laughs> I know. I remember I was like, I remember like calling you and being like, oh my God, because, you know, uh, Marianne is the one that told me about it. Really? You know, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, we, we need to have Marianne on our show. She knows all the crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, Marianne's uh, your pretty good friend. She would be great. She would be a great addition to the show, I yeah. think. We should. Yeah, we should come up with something that she can join in on because, you know. Absolutely. She's a, she's a wealth of knowledge when it comes yes. to um, herbalism, you know. Yes. Yeah. So um, what else were you wanting to uh, talk about? Any other kind of yellow herbs or yellow flowers or yellow plants that really interest you and, you know, that you really want to talk about. Okay, yeah. So you were saying earlier, okay, um, dandelion. Dandelion. You were you were saying earlier you didn't realize that dandelion had, was so, um, you know, was so interesting and had so many different things about it. What what did you what did you say? What was your comment? It was a great comment. Um, I don't really remember. Um, I did know about um, a lot of the medicinal prop, the traditional uh, medicinal properties of dandelion. Um, like the greens are really good for um, different things, but they're they're really bitter. But um, they're really good for different things. And that the the dandelion is actually such a medicinal plant. Oh, I remember. It was that the dandelion is such a medicinal plant. It has so many uses, and it's so good for you. It's funny how they labeled it as a weed. Right, exactly. You know? That's what I wanted you to say. Yes. Isn't that crazy how it's, like, such a wonderful, amazing plant? It has so many um, It has so many uh, vitamins in it, which is crazy. It has, it has protein. It's um, 
been eaten as a food for thousands of years. It can be used as a medicine yeah. to treat anemia, scurvy, skin problems, blood disorders, depression. You know, it can be used in so many different ways, but yet in our culture, it's just like an annoying weed. Yeah, and I just I find that very interesting. I mean, I remember reading, you know, one of the herb books um, that I used to get into as a child, um, and dandelion, you know, is in there, and, you know, it, it would tell you recipes on how to how to um, eat dandelion and what's good for it and how to treat it because it is, um, I've heard that the greens there are, are very bitter. But it's so good for so many different things. Um, I know that, and, and the, the leaves and the root and, like, the actual right. flower part are all different parts, and they all have different properties. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, what what are the so what are the different properties um, bet- um, of the root, the leaves, and the flower part? Okay, so the flower part itself. So you have the when it's a yellow, when it's a bloomed flower, and it's yellow. Yeah. You can actually just pick that and throw that in a salad, and um, so that's what I was saying. It's and that um, part of it is. Of pesticides, though. Um, right. So, you know, yeah, don't, well, don't yeah, just that's... go out and uh, uh, pick dandelions. You know, make sure that you know nowadays you have to be very careful of pesticides remember... and herbicides and stuff like that. Right. But remember when we met Miss Kim? That's what she was doing. She was out harvesting dandelions like all over town. Like, remember she was like at the park harvesting dandelions. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if that was necessarily a good thing. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you need to be aware. People she, need to be aware of that kind of thing, you know. Right. Definitely. Right. But you know, most people, like, if you have any kind of yard whatsoever, you know, you're probably gonna have um, dandelions in your yard. And you know, I advocate for you know, grow food, not lawns, anyway. You know, so I would yeah. assume or I hope that people are not putting pesticides on their lawns and not worrying about, you know, useless grass and are instead focusing on, you know, what's what's useful and important. So, um, so yeah, you have the, the leaf. And so the leaf, you know, like you said, can be used in salads. And it is a little bit bitter. I mean, I think it tastes really good, though. Like, I've never... I mean, I've eaten dandelion greens and dandelion um, flowers before. I think I think it tastes pretty good with like a like a vinaigrette, because I think the vinaigrette yeah. kind of like like counterbalances the bitterness of it, and you know you put it in there with other stuff, like not just just the dandelion. dandelion. You know, you throw it in with a yeah, you just throw it in with salad. So <clears throat> now magically, you can also um, obviously make a wish when it goes to seed. So you pick it up and you blow on it and you make a wish and that's so that's like a like it's genuinely a magic thing. Um, it's commonly used uh, in voodoo. You know, um, that's kind of where that comes from. And then you can use um, so in voodoo, you also use the root when you're doing conjuring work, and also the dried root. Um, you chop it up and you dry it and then you drink drink it in a tea three times a week and it's supposed to help you 
um, enhance your gift of second sight and also help make your dreams come true. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, we were all taught as um, children, you know, pick up the dandelion, make blow it and make a wish. You know, you have to blow them all, all the little seeds off in one blow and then your wish will come true. Right, yeah. I feel like this is so sweet. It's just like a sweet thing, and like always is very um, sweet when I when I do it or when I do it with you guys. Or I'm like, you know, hey Keegan, blow the you know seeds off, and just always was very nice to see. Um, also, apparently, uh, dandelion is very good for defeating negativity, so you can use it in like sachets and charms and things like that to you know help make your wishes come true and to defeat negativity and to increase your divination and and all of those things. So super versatile. I mean, if you're looking for like an all-around stellar um, plant, dandelion is definitely one of those. I think they're also very pretty as well. I do too. I've never seen them as just a weed. Yes, yeah, so, I, um, I mean, me neither, yeah. What's, uh, what's the next song that we have to play for today? Oh, yeah, okay, so we can play another song. Um, I, okay, I uh, was looking through what kind of we had available, and I saw this song called Golden Bow by Ginger Ackley featuring Brian Henke. Now, Brian Henke is, um, he's like a guitarist. He's a pagan guitarist, so a lot of um, his songs are uh, instrumental, instrumental. And he, if you like classical guitar or that, that feel of just guitar music, Brian Henke, please look up Brian Henke because his fingers are magical for real. And um, so, yeah, I want to go ahead and play Ginger Ackley featuring Brian Hankey, and the song is called Golden Bow. Stars in her eyes 
And we're back, and that was Ginger Ackley featuring Brian Henke, Golden Bow. What did you think about that one? That was very beautiful. It, um, it sounded very Celtic to me. Yeah, I, I agree. It does sound very Celtic, you know, very European, like old European for sure. So, you know. I'm having a good show tonight. Like I'm really enjoying talking to you about yellow, but <laughs> I think we're we are having a little bit of of a hold up with the yellow. Like the energy of it is a little like uh, stuttering. Is that the word? I I can't explain the energy of yellow. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, yellow does. It's like I said at the beginning. Yellow. I've never. I I was never. I never resonated with the color yellow. I never associated with the color yellow. And there were times when I hated the color yellow. So um, I'm glad I'm not that way anymore. But um, yellow and I have a interesting past. Right. That's so interesting. And um, because I was reading earlier that apparently actors 
in Hollywood hate the color yellow. Like, they they refuse to wear yellow in movies or anything. That makes a lot of sense, actually, because yeah. the color yellow um, um, associated with your – it's associated with your um, – your third chakra, your solar plexus chakra. So, and the solar plexus chakra is associated. It's basically like your your powerhouse. It's it's your energy. It's your drive. It's your self confidence. And I and I and I don't think a lot of actors in Hollywood actually have a lot of self confidence. Or they they go overboard and they have you know too much ego or too much self importance, which is also an unhealthy kind of chakra. So. Right, it's not balanced. Right, exactly. I mean that's kind of why you hear about um, you know especially comedians because you, um, it's so interesting. You know you have the class clown and you know comedians are always like they're using um, comedy to cover up their pain. So many, so often, yeah. and that's why a lot of them, you know, end up overdosing and, you know, things like that. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm really glad that I um have reconnected with the color yellow, and um, part of that has had to do with um healing my own third chakra. So, I want to talk about gems and quartzes and crystals. Okay, so do, you have any, do you have any favorite um, kind of yellow-toned or yellow-hued uh, crystals? Crystals? I, you know you know me. I, I say this every time I'm on the show and every time I do it. I'm not, I'm not a crystal person. Like, I just don't have that innate, intuitive rock sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, like, uh, you know, it, it's pretty, and I, I like it, and there I do, um, I tend to be attracted to the black stones. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and you know, other than that, I, I'm not really, not really sure, you know. Like, I've okay. never really been drawn to stones before. I mean, you know. I uh, never really, I wasn't really drawn to stones either. Um, but as I got older and uh, later on in life, I started, you know, people were giving me stones and were telling me what they were used for. And then I did start to resonate with them. So I'm not like, I'm not like a super, you know, full on rock witch uh, like some people we know, um, but like a, uh, I, like I, Nona. Let's just go ahead and say it. Like Nona, you know Nona I, is a I rock witch. I wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna say it, but you know, yes, yeah, she is very much yeah. a, a rock witch. We're gonna go ahead and out her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she's okay. she's a rock witch, and and you know what, Pam is too. It, it's weird. Maybe it's like a Scorpio thing or or something like that. But Pam Pam's a rock it witch is. too. She has you know, she has like some so amazing boring. rock. And oh, see, and there she's another Scorpio. <laughs> Maybe it is oh, a Scorpio that's thing. Funny. Maybe it is a Scorpio thing. That's very interesting. Yeah, all three of them are very like rock, you know, gems, gems, crystals. You know, 
But um, I, right. I, I, so yeah, I'm not a full on, I'm not a full blown rock witch, but I do use them, and I can resonate with them, and I can connect with them. So um, since we're talking about the color yellow, um, Pam gave me some beautiful um, crystals. She gave me uh, citrine. And these 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 two crystals I'm about to talk about, um, I carry with them. I carry them with me um, every day. Um, every everywhere I go, I have them in my bag. I have them in actually a little um, a little lipstick container that has some flowers on it, and I carry them with me. Right. And they're citrine. Um, citrine is it's it's it tends to come in a triangle shape. Um, it can range in color from like ye- light yellow to really dark brown. Um, it's it's supposed to help with mental clarity. It's it's part of the quartz family. Uh-huh. It's and it's and it does you know resonate with your third chakra. And it's bright. It's very bright and it's very positive. And I I really I I love it and. I, it says, you know, uh, a lot of people say that it's self-cleansing, but I, I cleanse all my crystals anyway. I know it says that it's self-cleansing, but I think maybe because, you know, citrine really um, really gets rid of negativity and it really, um, and it, they say that you can uh, cleanse other crystals with it as well. But yeah, I think so I'm what surrounded are, what by a lot some... of negativity. So right, I, yeah. I just cleanse mine anyway. I feel like they need mine need to be cleansed anyway, just because of the amount of negativity I'm around. So right. So what are some ways that you can cleanse stones? Like, it, like let's say I don't know anything about stones, but I'm kind of drawn to them. What what would be some good like basic ways to to cleanse some stones to to make them yours, or to make them well, ready for um, like spell work or energy work or personal, you know, talismans or whatever. Well, you know, like I said, some some people say that certain stones are self-cleansing, but for but a lot of them are not. Um, so I and I cleanse all my stones anyway. What I use is I either sage my stones, or I use salt. I put them in salt um, to to draw out the negative energy. I put them in running water. I put them in the sun, I've buried them, I've done all kinds of stuff with my stones. Right, my now when you put them in the sun, isn't that more like charging? So, because I'm trying to remember exactly, like, so you can you can cleanse the stones and then you can charge the stones, right? But yeah. is the process yeah. the same or is it different? What does the energy feel like when you're doing it? And, well, it really also, it, see, that's the thing, it depends on the kind of stone as well. And what your intent uh-huh. is with the stone, and what right. you want to use okay. for. Let's say, okay, so let's 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 give an example. I have a rose quartz uh, I carry with mm-hmm. me. I, I wear on my neck almost every day. Um, did so, somebody give you that rose, or did you somebody give you the rose quartz, or did you? I, I'm trying to remember yeah. where you got that from. No because I think that's me. another really important thing about about paganism is that or really our beliefs in general is that things kind of come to us in a way that it's they're meant to be with us. Does that make sense? Yeah. But Nona, Nona gave me the rose quartz. 
Uh, see, she's a that rock man. She's a rock witch. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's gonna but, be laughing about that because we're talking about her again. Probably. But that's okay. Yeah. So um, so if I let's just say I I have I have a rose quartz that I use very often. I usually use um, running water or sage to cleanse it. And when I say cleanse, I mean, I mean um, to dispel any kind of negative energies that it may have absorbed or attract or you know right, okay. been attracted to or come in come in contact with, or even if I'm just a negative Nelly that day, you know. If, <laughs> right, if, if, we all have those. You days. know, they, we all have those days. They, they need to be periodically cleansed. Right. So you know. They, so that they go back to neutral and then they do their job and what they're supposed to do. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. I feel like I have enough you, rock people around me that I don't really need to, like, focus, focus that much on rocks. Yeah. I can talk about rocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's um, another one we to talk is, about as well. There's another rock. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We're yeah, totally. Tell me, tell me more about rocks. Another yellow rock. <laughs> you sound so uh, enthusiastic. You're like, please tell me more <laughs> about rocks. <laughs> well, I'm, I know you you're know, probably pretend I don't know any. Yeah, pretend I don't know anything about rocks. No, <laughs> I really don't know that much. I mean, I know some stuff about rocks, but. It's like I can't retain the rock information. It's crazy. It's like I've read so many rock books, and I just can't retain any of the information. It's okay. It just doesn't resonate. People have certain strengths and certain, you know, not strengths. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Cool. But another another one I really wanted to talk about was also given to me. Um, Tori actually made me a bracelet of tiger's eye. Mm. And tiger's eye is also of the quartz family. It's very beautiful. I I love it. I love wearing it. Um, it's tiger's eye um, tends to be very brownish with various um, like uh, lightish stripes in it. And it looks and the reason it's called t- tiger's eye is because it looks like a cat eye. It looks like a tiger eye. Um, and it's uh, very beautiful. This tiger's eye in particular. I don't know. I might have said this already, but it is part of the Quartz family. I think it is did it. I'm sorry. Um, but Tiger's Eye um, has uh, tended to be associated with being all-seeing and all-knowing and wisdom. And it's it can also, it's a really good amplifier. Um, so you can pair Tiger's Eye with um, some uh, any other crystal basically, and it'll help amplify the powers of that crystal or whatever you set the intention of that crystal. Um, oh yeah, it's, so that's it's really a, interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of um, other rocks that are basically just you know amplifiers for the main rocks. You know, right, <laughs> like if right. I wanted yeah. to feel really confident because you know Tiger's Eye is also a very strong. It's a it's a yellowish. You know, it's part of the yellow family. It's associated with confidence and self self worth, and um, so if I wanted to feel really confident and really strong and just try to give it my all, I would probably wear 
the Tiger Desire bracelet. But if I also, I, I also tend to really want to, um, you know, feel loved and draw love and attract love and stuff like that, which is why I wear the rose quartz almost every day. So if I want to feel strong but also feel loved, I would wear my rose quartz with my Tiger Desire. Nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I really like that. I really like that. Um, I had a one, uh, you know, I had that one pentacle that had a malachite in it, and oh, it yeah. was a, a a green malachite, and that thing was a, um, it was definitely an intensifier. It was like an a, an emotional intensifier, and I know that like when I was wearing it, it any time I would be feeling an emotion, I would, you know, fiddle with it. And uh, I thought it was, like, helping, but it turns out that it was, like, making things worse. And then I ended <laughs> up when I realized that. And Nona's the one that actually called me out about it. She was like, um, you don't need to be wearing that because that's an emotional intensifier. And, um, you know, and then as soon as she said that, literally, like, two weeks later, it fell out and I lost it. Yeah, I, I was about crazy. to say, didn't you, didn't you actually lose that Malachi? Yeah, then it was right after Nona told me that I shouldn't be wearing it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I noticed that too. I actually did notice that too, but it was before, you know, it was just when I was just sensing energies, you know. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yellow. Yellow is a very... It's a it's a very bold color and it's the color associated with the solar plexus, the third chakra. So, uh, mom, what do you? Yes. What are what are your? Thoughts oh yeah, I on wanted to the solar plexus. What? Oh yeah, the solar plexus. Okay, so yeah, that's your that's like your your middle, and I feel like that has a lot. Like if you're balancing your solar plexus chakra I feel like that that kind of helps to balance your whole you know middle out you know because you have like your red chakra which is like your sacral chakra and then you have so when you're balancing them up so you have red orange yellow and you're balancing them up I think once you get the balance of that um, yellow chakra it kind of helps to lead you upwards does that make sense and and it helps with um you know, balancing your whole, uh, you know, attitude about things and, and helps you get beyond that survival stage. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you're you're definitely not wrong. Like, uh, the the a lot of people have issues with their solar plexus, with their third chakra. A lot of people. A lot of people tend to have blockages or, like me, I had a hole, I had a very large hole in my aura um, connected with my third chakra, which is why I had such a sad rep with yellow. Because uh, your solar plexus, yeah. yeah, yeah. And also solar plexus is also called the celiac plexus. And for those of you who just want to know all my medical history, I have celiac disease. <laughs> I right, literally yes. have a disease of your digestive system and this, your solar plexus rules your digestive system your digestive system but the solar plexus also really is 
all about it's it's your drive. I know I said that earlier, but it's your drive, it's your willpower, it's your confidence, it's your self worth, it's your self esteem, it's your independence and your self image. And a lot of people have problems with it. A lot of people have issues with that. Because in this toxic society, you know, a lot of people are taught that self that you shouldn't have self worth. That you should always, you know, you shouldn't you should either have no self-worth, people either have no self-worth at all or their ego is so through the roof that they're super unhealthy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have too much. So I'm just going to throw out an action really quick because you kind of like inspired me with an action here. So since this episode is all about yellow and, and you know, really your solar plexus chakra is super important, I would say... Um, if you feel like you're struggling with balance in your um, in your confidence and you feel like maybe you don't have your solar plexus chakra balanced, um, do some color therapy. So a quick little action to balance your, your yellow and your solar plexus chakra would be to do a simple little visualization. So what you can do is close your eyes and visualize energy in the color yellow coming in. And you can just fill yourself up with it, and you can just fill yourself up all the way from your toes all the way to the top of your head, and just fill yourself up with that yellow. And you can just feel that confidence, and then, um, you know, what you can do is just store it there in your solar plexus chakra, store that yellow energy in there, and see if it doesn't make a difference in your daily life. What do you think about that action? That sounds like a really good action. I'm I'm glad that you thought about that. That's that's a really good. That sounds like a very good action. Yeah, or or anytime you're feeling um a little insecure, just close your eyes and visualize yellow energy coming in from, you know, it can be coming in from the sun, or it can be coming in from the moon, or it can be coming in from the earth, or wherever you want to pull that energy from and just direct it right into your whole body, fill yourself up with it, and then just concentrate it right there in your in your stomach area, you know, in the middle of your stomach, and just feel it filling up, and, you know, you can do that uh, every day, any day, anywhere. If you're at work and you're feeling insecure, just take a couple of minutes and close your eyes and, and you know, even a couple of seconds, even 30 seconds of just closing your eyes and feeling your solar plexus chakra up with yellow and, you know, see how that makes you feel. The the first thing, you know, you need to do when focusing on your solar plexus, if you do have issues, is recognizing that there is a problem, if you have a problem. Right. Um, right. I first recognized that I had issues with it two years ago, and I am still not uh, fully healed, um, which is why I'm better with yellow, but not all the way there. And that's okay. It's okay. Um, things that have helped me help mend that that solar plexus area, you know, help. And, and it's really about mending your own self-confidence and your own self-worth and, you know, realizing that you are worth you are worth it and that you are a worthy human being and that no matter what you have done, you deserve to be here and you deserve 
to be the best you because your solar plexus, getting that in a line will help you be your best you. Um, and things that have helped me have been carrying around my my citrine and my yellow tourmaline. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Being aware of of the problem and you know, also doing light work and trying to mend that hole and, you know, and also mental work. It, it, it really, it, it really matters on, it, it really depends on your, on your mental state and, you know, how you look at yourself and how you see yourself. It's, it's right. very important. This is life. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, really, um, our spirituality is connected to our mental health and our, um, you know, our physical health and our uh, emotional health. And all, so all of these things are connected together. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to do is just kind of touch on all these different aspects because at the end that's really what's going to um, help you in the long run is is realizing these connections so just kind of like one rock can can help the connection with another rock and help boost it you know all these different aspects will will help everything in your life you know if you if you're more balanced emotionally you'll be more balanced physically and if you're more balanced physically you'll be more balanced financially and and so all of these things really do go together right and um I was actually talking about this earlier today with uh, my wonderful doctor, Sandy. Um, I'm not sure if she's listening right now, but we had a wonderful conversation on the chakras and in particular the yellow chakra. You know, it can really, and and when when it is balanced, you know, do you, do you leave it open or is leaving it open, do, can you be too open with your chakras? And you know, I mean, it's 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 very interesting. And she had a whole different uh, perspective and take on it than I do. She she looked at it and um, see the way I look at it is just I don't I don't follow any kind of rules. You know, I kind of pick and I pick and choose what I like to follow. <laughs> you know, right, like right. To. I yeah, we do that. But she she was and talking okay. about it. Yeah. And she, but she was talking about it in terms of, you know, the the Buddhist principles. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really interesting, and it's also, you know, do your do your own research, and you know, just just and really of, find what resonates with you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah. the most important thing is find what resonates with you. So if if what we're saying, you know, obviously if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay, you know. Um, yeah. Give us a call or reach out to us on Instagram and tell us, you know, what resonates with you and, and what would you like to talk about, you know. Um, and we're also Absolutely. definitely looking for guests for our show as well. So if you would like to be a guest or you'd like to to just call in and, and share your pagan journey. And um, I feel like all of our stories are important. So we definitely love to hear um, other people's stories. So maybe uh, your doctor would want to call in and, and or your friend. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say her name was? 
my friend. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't remember. But uh, yeah. that you were talking to today. <laughs> oh. Oh, Sandy. Yeah. Sandy. Yes, that's it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so maybe Sandy would like to call in and kind of like share a little bit about how she feels, and you know, maybe not this time, but at some point in the future. I mean, I would love for her to call in any time and share her knowledge. She seems so knowledgeable about so many different things. She really and, is. You know. Yeah, she really yeah. is. I'm so happy that I that she is my doctor. She's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely love to have more more guests on the show. And um, also, what what since we're doing the color theme, uh, what color are we going to be talking about next week? I don't know. What do you think we should talk about next week as far as like colors go? Well, we did green last time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This time it's yellow. Where should we go from there? Because we, we kind of jumped around a bit. That's okay. We can totally jump around. Um, so what what kind of resonates? What's really like a color that resonates with you? Um, and <laughs> so we'll be back on uh, Wednesday the 21st and same time, same place. And um, we'll definitely be putting our link out beforehand so everyone can tune in. Um, so what do you feel like uh, really resonates? Uh, I've always resonated always, you know, with um, uh, black and purple and right. green. Right. Okay, so so, um, so let's say we're going to do purple. Let's do purple. I, I want to save black because um, I kind of want to go through the color spectrum first and because I think and black is going to be very interesting and special. Because um, both you and I have a really strong connection to the color black. And um, so I feel like we're not ready for that yet. I want to really go through the colors and kind of like explore each color and what different aspects it has to it. So let's say we're going to do purple next, next time on the 21st, on February the 21st. We'll be talking about... Pretty purple. <laughs> it's driving my my OCD crazy. Cause huh? we didn't go in order. We didn't go in order. I know, I know, I know. We should go in order, but I just I feel like kind of mixing it up a little bit, you know, um, because uh, or we can do red really if you want to go back because we didn't really do like the chakras for green and you know, whatever. So I know we kind of started with solar plexus chakra, but if you want to go back, we can do red next time. Um, I know you've all you've always had a really strong connection with red as well. Um, Not really. You know, just like in in your in your fashion choices. I know you've done your hair not red really. a lot. No, I did not. No, no. <laughs> No, not really. Well, no. A couple people times, I guess. No, 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 no. People just assume that I have a connection with red, but I do not. Not Maybe. really. Maybe um, that's what it okay. is. Maybe we just. <laughs> it's an but, okay um, color. You know. Yeah. Well. Well. You know. I mean. I feel like if we go back and do red, like, it's Valentine's Day is coming up, and. You know, it'll be after yeah. Valentine's Day, so people will be a little burnout on red. 
so that's kind of why I decided not to do red next time. So, but that's cool. We can do purple. I like to do purple, okay. and then maybe we'll we'll go um, backwards from there, or you know, maybe we can do indigo or or something like that if you want. We can combine indigo and purple. You know, we maybe. can talk about oh, a little we'll bit. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we well, can talk a little bit about like though. in in indigo children and <laughs> you know, because you know yeah. purple isn't purple is represented in the plant family, but um, indigo and blue not so much. I mean, there is a little bit of in, of indigo and blue into in the plant family, but but not a lot. It's not a color that you see very often in, as far as like flowers or you know things like that what about what and, about bluebells bluebells you know you have like bachelor buttons you have blueberries and you know we can we can get there but you know it's not well, a, what it's if not we, a very what if we combine uh blue and indigo and leave purple on its own <laughs> Okay, well, let's do that. Let's do purple next time. And um, But okay. before we go, I really wanted to talk about pineapple because I think it's re- one of those really underrated um, food things. You know, it's it's medicinally, it's very underrated. And also, um, magically, pineapple is underrated. You know what I mean? Like, you don't ever hear a lot about pineapple magic. Well, uh Please enlighten me on some pineapple magic. Okay, I'm so excited because I've been waiting to do this. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna um, read some. Some I I got this off of I think it was on uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, you know it's W W I T C H, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and so yeah. they had 14 magical ways to use pineapple fruit. So pineapple's energy is associated with wealth, good fortune, and luck. I did not know that. And um, so when I was doing, right. So dried pineapple makes for excellent satchels and incense that can draw wealth to home and encourage financial gain. I've never even thought about using dried pineapple in in a sachet. That's how you say that, sachet. Um, Fresh pineapple can be baked yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fresh pineapple can be baked into cakes and desserts to give to a friend and let and bless them with good fortune. And see, now that kind of makes sense. Like back in the day, you know, you would bake like a pineapple upside down cake, and it would be for your guests. But I never yeah. really associated why why you would be doing that. And um, now that makes sense because. It's when you're baking with pineapple and you're feeding it to people, you're blessing them with good fortune. And so that would be like a, a, a traditional hostess type of energy. Um, pineapples are ruled by the fire and the sun and carry the energy of strength and power. And that's, you know, yellow, that yellow. Um, incorporate pineapple into charms for vigor and courage. So that's so that kind of sounds like it would be a um, an enhancer. So if you think about it, uh, anytime you're doing, like, spell work or anything, you put some pineapple energy into it, and then, you know, that will be an enhancer. Ah. Pineapples can increase 
spiritual power, personal magic, as well as strengthened psychic experience and intuition. So I would assume like eating it would have that effect. I hope pineapple so, can I increase. Love pineapple. Right? It's so good. It's so yummy. Fresh pineapple is amazing. It's so delicious. Um, they can increase confidence, increase your success. When looking to achieve a goal, add a little bit of pineapple to increase your self-assurance. Pineapple energy will strengthen your willpower and self-esteem. Pineapples are associated with youthfulness, immortality, and regeneration. And uh, pineapple is said to cool lustful thoughts. That's interesting. It's like the opposite of an aphrodisiac. That's weird. Really? Um, yeah, that's what it says. Like it's the opposite, basically like the opposite of an aphrodisiac. Um, use pineapple Weird. to welcome a friend from tra- travel. It's an emblem of hospitality. So if like somebody's on a journey and they come to your to your house, you know, you would um, welcome them with a pineapple dish. Serve pineapple at celebrations to encourage happiness and. Pineapples baked into desserts and then shared with a loved one can encourage devotion. And if you share them with your friends, it will strengthen the bonds of companionship. So that's what I have, like, as far as, like, magical pineapple. Wow. That just makes me love pineapple even more. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who knew? I just, I've never thought about using pineapple, like, magically. Um, I've always used it as far as, like, um, medically. It's very, uh, it has a lot of antioxidants. So antioxidant-rich foods um, improve fertility. They improve your digestion. It can help with um, diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes, which it'll um, regularly eating pineapple when you have type 2 diabetes will help lower your blood sugar levels and, you know, um, balance out your insulin levels. Um, You know, it can, it's full of antioxidants, so it's fantastic um, against fighting free radicals and cancer. And something that a lot of people don't know about pineapple is that it is full of bromelain. So, Bromelain is um, uh, it's uh, an ingredient in pineapple. It's an enzyme. I was trying to think of the word. It's an enzyme. So when you um, consume bromelain, it's basically like a, like an like a cough medicine. So for yeah. example, um, a couple years ago, I know I told you this story. It was crazy. Um, a couple years ago, I got pneumonia and how like a lot of congestion in my lungs and I know that when I drink pineapple juice it would help me um, expel it's like an expectorant so it'll help me expel and I you know it would just make me feel better so this one time I got um, pneumonia and my lungs were full of fluid I could just feel it. it was like I couldn't breathe it was very heavy on my chest so I literally drank like a half a gallon of pineapple juice and yeah. 20 minutes later 
I threw up all of the liquid in my lungs. Like it wasn't pineapple juice. It was actually like the congestion in my chest that I was like throwing up. And ever since that, I have sworn by pineapple juice for chest congestion. Absolutely. I always try to drink uh, pineapple juice whenever I start feeling congested or, you know, sick or getting a cold because it just it's really good it's such a such a good booster for your um i wouldn't say your immune system but it just it's just amazing plus it just tastes so good i just love i love the taste of pineapple on its own as a food i like to eat it i like it in smoothies i just think it's (laughs) (laughs) yeah we put it in um when we make our uh caribbean rice oh yeah it's so good yeah yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And and that, I think that's kind of um, everything that we've talked about tonight, like everything from, like, the, the yellow um, solar plexus chakra and um, turmeric and dandelion and pineapple and kalea zacatechichi and the stones, like, all of that are, like, mm-hmm. really overall great things. You know what I mean? They yeah. have – they're very um, – strongly, you know, influence, they they influence our lives in a big way to to consume them or to connect with them. Like, they have very strong energies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they do. Um, let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about our actions because I really want to, end every show or, you know, throughout all of our shows from now on, you know, um, I'm really a big proponent of action. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I feel like it it gives us, um, it gives us all a way to feel empowered. Yeah, I I think it can, if, and and you know it's entirely optional. You know you can choose to or you cannot. You know it's up to you. And if you want right, to really be right. part of the show and maybe not necessarily want to come in but do these actions with us, you know, it, it can it can make you feel included as well. Right. It's a way to connect energetically to people that, um, you know, we don't necessarily see, but we still want to share energies with them. Yeah, absolutely. So I was really, really wanting to, um, as one of our actions tonight, send out um, love and energy to our Tori. Yes, Tori is. Um, a wonderful person. She and her family, her little family, are having a bit of a rough spot right now. So if you could send her some loving vibes, her and her husband and her son, that would be really amazing, and I know that she would appreciate it. We will be doing that as well. (laughs) Right. Okay, so let's just take... um you know, a couple of seconds and just close our eyes and just kind of visualize sending energy out. And if you don't want to send energy, you know, love and vibes, you know, maybe you don't know Tori and that's okay. But, you know, send some loving vibes and energy out to someone 
that may be struggling or someone that may be having a hard time or someone that you just really love and want to have a better day tomorrow, you know? So I'm just going to do that really quick. I'm going to send some loving energy. So I'm sending my energy out and I'm surrounding Tori and her lovely little family and I'm really just sending them lots and lots of love and encouragement and I'm just visualizing that things are going to be looking up for them soon. I think so. <sighs> yeah. I think so. I, hope I feel so. good about it. Yes, definitely. And so for our next action, I kind of wanted to like just um, touch a little bit on a subject, a political subject that we talked about last time, and that is immigration. And it kind of relates to Tori because, you know, um, her husband is an immigrant, and we know we have a lot of love for a lot of people in our country and in our lives that are immigrants. And so I want to say to people, you know, if you if you are looking for an action and something that will make a difference, reach out to your um, your uh, state legislators and call them and tell them that we really want to uh, we really want to um, dreamers to. We want dreamers to have um, status, basically, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Does that make sense? You know, everyone deserves to be here. You know, right? People, exactly. People... Everyone. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so pass a clean dream act is what I was trying to say. Yeah, so that's what we really want is we want people to have the opportunity to make America their home and um, just, you know, have a way to live a better life. Is that, does that make sense? Absolutely. All right, so um, and uh, my action um, that I was thinking about was I was thinking that maybe we could, since we're talking about the the color yellow, and, of course, the first thing that I think about is the sun. So I was thinking maybe we could do something, you know, wherever you're at, maybe tomorrow if you're on the East Coast like us or if you happen to be somewhere where it's sunny right now, just to just to go outside and on the next sunny day that you may have because you know it, it was rainy today so it's probably going to be rainy tomorrow but just go out into the sun and just sit in the sun just for a few minutes and absorb that that yellow energy and that sun energy and just soak it all up just even if it's just for a few minutes right oh that's a good one you know i love the sun yeah. Definitely. Well, you know, I'm a Leo, so I'm ruled by the sun. <laughs> yeah. I'm depressed when there's no sun out. <laughs> yeah. And the next the next sunny day we have, I'm de- I am definitely going to go outside and I don't I don't know when that's going to be when we have our next sunny day, but I will go outside and I'll just sit in a few minutes and soak up that good sun energy and and right, hopefully. and vitamin D. 
Yeah, the sun provides yeah. you with vitamin D as well. So that's always a good thing to get some little extra vitamin C. I mean, vitamin D. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's uh that's my action. I I would I would really uh, that's what I like. All right, I love it. So, yeah, we got a couple of actions going on for this show. And, you know, that's kind of a thing I would like to continue every time. Do an action, you know. Um, yeah. Try to, and, and really, all these actions are self empowering. And I think that's really important in this day and age is to um, be self empowered. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, um, so let's just talk a little bit more for just a few minutes about um, how you feel about, like, the whole color yellow now. Do you feel like you resonate a little bit better with it? Um, I just feel like, you know, my relationship with yellow has a bit of a, a way to go. Right, I, but I think um, kind of talking about the color yellow kind of helps us get better with it. Um, it, it definitely can. Um, I, I and it, it helps me uh, understand it a little bit better. You know, um, all these different things and all these different energies. It. It really, it really does uh, bring me a little bit more in tune with with the color yellow. Right. And and yeah, now I really want some pineapple. I want a pineapple smoothie. I'm gonna have to go get a smoothie tomorrow. Yeah. From Smoothie King, is that what it's called? Smoothie King. I don't remember. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Maybe if you yeah. want to do another yellow action, you can go get um, go get a smoothie, a pineapple smoothie. Yeah, yeah, or you know, make one at home. Definitely, I want people. I mean, okay, so pineapple is one of those things that you know you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to consult your doctor for that one. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> you know, unless you're not, on not, any medications that right, may interfere. Yeah, But yeah, I mean, pineapple is a pretty general fruit, <laughs> right? I love pineapple. I like pineapple and coconut together. I think it's amazing. I agree. I think you know, and and really, if you want to um, throw it together in a smoothie, I like uh, doing pineapple and coconut and kales and kale and you know, um, yeah, you green because <laughs> yeah, you got those bitter greens with the um, with the, the sweet and sour pineapple, and then, you know, you throw, like, some coconut in there and really, like, cream it up. Like, that's always really good. <laughs> yeah, I definitely going to have to go get a smoothie tomorrow. Right. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll probably do some so, meditation tonight. Yeah. Definitely. And to just kind of recap, like, um, tell me – 
what were the name of those stones that you were talking about earlier? You were talking about citrine and tiger's eye. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Having a little bit of a um, computer problem for people, <laughs> just so they know. Uh, hopefully, it sound everything sounds great, but I can't get into um, <laughs> end the show yet. Yeah, so we're just kind of stalling a little bit because we're yeah. just waiting for the computer to restart. <laughs> right. But yeah, I don't, I don't. so. That was our show. I hope you guys liked your second show. That it's um that's still going on. Yeah. Yeah. Episode two, um, yummy yellow. Yeah, is we're running kind of late here. I didn't even realize well because it locked up. So I was looking at the time and I'm thinking, oh, we have like it locked up when we had like um like 55 minutes left, and I was like, oh yeah, we got plenty of time. It hasn't been that long. And then I realized, um, what? Oh, this is locked up. <laughs> yeah, this I, was, is, uh, I was wondering. I'm sorry, dude. You should have totally like messaged me, but it's okay. Or like said something because, um, like I said, I didn't realize it was locked up, and I'm just looking at the time, thinking, oh yeah, it's like we got all the time in the world, but not really. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about the song that I'm gonna play. Um. Hold on a second. Yeah, so I was um, looking at kind of like uh, the different bands that we had available, and I found this band called Black Sun Prophets. Black Sun Prophets. Have you ever heard of them? No, I have not. Okay. So Black Sun Prophets, consider they have um, categorized themselves as craft metal pioneers. And so one of the things that they say, they said was um, that they didn't want to be categorized as like heavy metal or like um, black metal because um, they make, they are pagans and they make pagan music. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they felt like the the people in those other categories um, were maybe making like pagan-ish type music or or referencing pagan things, but they weren't pagans. You know what I mean? Really? Right. So they're like, but they they consider their music to be um, spiritual. So they're they're like um kind of like a heavy metal type, but um, they are pagans making uh, um, pagan music. And so I'm gonna play their song Raven and. I kind of have a connection to Ravens. You have a connection to Ravens. And um, do, you, do you want to talk a little bit about what Ravens represent? Um, ravens are, uh, tend to represent dead, the dead. They're um, spiritual messengers of the dead. Right, right. And, well, they're, mer- they're messengers in general as well. So, yes. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like we are. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like we are because we are messengers and we're we're bringing a message to the people. You know what I mean? 
or we're kind of so I felt I like it was relevant. So. Yeah, I, so. I would hope so. I would hope you know. I hope people enjoy listening to our our show, and I hope people uh, tune in next week or not really next week, but the next show. Right. All right. Well, I'm back up, so I want to say good night to everyone, and thank you so much for doing the show with me. I'm sorry I ran so long, and I I hope that um, you have enjoyed it and you've enjoyed us, and um, I wish everyone a good a good night. Bye. And a good Valentine's Day. Right. Happy Valentine's Day. Absolutely. And I hope everyone had a great embolic. Yes, as well. All right. Well. Bye. And this is and this is the Black Sun Prophets with their song Raven.
Again, that was the Black Sun Prophets and their song, Raven. And this is Maggie the Green. And you can follow me on Instagram at Maggie the Green, or you can follow uh, Jewel at Dreads for Life, D R E A D Z dot four dot life. Um, and so. This has been a really good show, and I hope you all have a fantastic night. This is Petals and Potions on the Pagans Tonight Radio Network, following all acts of love and pleasure. I hope you tuned in to Dr. Susan and Michael and their spiciness earlier. That was a lot of fun. I thought that was a great show as well. And I hope everyone has a great night. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight.